Hello, everyone. My name is David Smith, and this is the Armchair Commentary. On this week's episode, I'm taking you all the way back to 1993, where the Philadelphia Phillies and Toronto Blue Jays are competing in the World Series. It is a pretty memorable one for us Jays fans. I'm not going to spoil anything, so you absolutely need to listen. If you're not already, please make sure to follow on social media. I am at Armchair Common 2 on Twitter, at Armchair Commentary on Instagram. And check out my Patreon. You can check me out uh, by searching Armchair Commentary on Patreon. And buy me a coffee. If you head over to Buy Me a Coffee, uh, you can find me as Armchair Commentary. And if you'd like merch for this podcast, you can find me at TeePublic or Redbubble.com. Just search Armchair Commentary. Without further ado, touch them all, Joe. Growing up playing baseball, there were a few scenarios that you would attempt to play out in backyards, ball fields, and ultimately in our minds. One of those scenarios was striking out the final batter to win it all. Maybe the game, maybe the World Series. And the other, of course, was getting a walk-off hit. Now, the hits all varied. Some kids wanted to have uh, just a standard single, drive the guy in from third, or maybe have someone sprint from second, which would create a at-the-plate play where it would be safe or out and it's life or death. Those are exciting plays, and in reality, they're incredibly fun and dramatic to watch, and we've seen it play out uh, in reality. Some kids like me they wanted dingers now why do you want a dinger because dingers are cool dingers are what a lot of offensive minded baseball fans love and more importantly dingers are final there's a finality to a dinger you hit it out you get a victory lap You can pimp a home run. You can add some swagger to it. Ultimately, it's pure joy. And hitting a home run to win the World Series would be the ultimate way to close out that chapter. Well, we don't really get to see that in reality, do we? Except in 1993, we had a chance to witness such feat. Now, the 92-93 season's wasn't a super unusual one, except for the fact that the World Series trophy was living up north for the first time ever. And sorry, I'm not talking about the Detroit Tigers. I'm talking about your 1992 World Series champion, Toronto Blue Jays. Now, the 93 season brought some changes, some off-season moves and a bit of drama, but I'm not here to talk about all of that. When it was all said and done and the playoff dust had settled, we had two teams ready to compete for that World Series title. On the National League side, we had the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies were not a surprise in the sense that they held the NL East East lead for all but one day that year. The year before, they were the last place team. They seemed like a team of destiny in a lot of ways. Leading post-to-post is tough to do in baseball. 
but these Phillies were no joke. Lenny Dykstra and Kirk Schilling led the way all the way to the World Series. The AL champs were not new to the championship. In fact, they had been there just the year before. And of course I'm talking about the AL champion, the Toronto Blue Jays. Now this is not the same team that had won the year before. After the offseason moves, the Jays managed to make it to their second World Series to take on the Phillies. Now they've been to the World Series before, I should say, but this is an opportunity to go back to back. The stage was set, and although we didn't know it yet, this would be one of the more memorable moments in baseball history. So let's go through the 1993 World Series. Game one was a reasonably well-contested affair. Juan Guzman on the mound for the Jays against Kurt Schilling for the Phillies. And it was close through the first few innings, back and forth, exchanging runs until the sixth. When Johnny Olerud put the Jays ahead. And they took the lead in the seventh with three more runs, anchored by Devon White and Roberto Alomar. The Jays hung on with Dwayne Ward getting the save. And they led the series, one game to none, on their way to an attempted repeat. Game two wasn't as close as the box score makes it look, actually. The Phillies jumped out to a big lead early on. The Jays couldn't really get it done. The third inning, the the Phillies scored five runs. And Mulholland was on the bump, so it was not going to be easy to score. The Jays made efforts to get back into the game, Joe Carter hitting a two-run bomb in the fourth. But the Phillies ultimately staved off every attempt at a Blue Jay rally. We're even. One game apiece. Game three was as dominant a World Series game as you would see. The Jays jumped out to an early lead in Philadelphia, and with the DH out of the lineup, Cito had to press the right buttons. And boy did he. Two quick runs in the top of the first, 5-1 by the end of the fifth. This game was in the Jays' control from start to finish, even with some sloppy play in the field. This offense was it was hammering. Three more runs in the top of the seventh, another two in the top of the ninth, and the Jays easily take game three. Ten to three was your final. Pat Hankin was the winner. Now game four was also uh, in Philadelphia and honestly deserves its own episode. This game was a back-and-forth affair, and if you like scoring, this game was for you. It set three World Series records, including the longest game played. And everyone that hates baseball right now is saying, this is why we hate baseball, because the longest game being played is miserable. I don't know why you'd want a long game. Well, listen, there was a lot of scoring and it was super fun and baseball fans like baseball, so back off. Also, this was the most runs scored in a World Series game. 29. Also, also, this was the most runs scored by a losing team in a World Series game. 14. If you do some simple math, you can figure out what the final was. There were way too many highlights to cover in this game, but the most interesting part of the game for me 
was that in a 15-14 Blue Jays victory, the Blue Jays did not hit a single home run. 15 runs, all on base hits. Absolutely incredible. I'm floored to have even witnessed it. The Jays go up three games to one and a chance to close out the World Series and back-to-back titles. Now, Game 5 was the polar opposite of Game 4. Kurt Schilling and Juan Guzman said, You know what? I'm tired of hearing about these offenses. Let's put on a pitching clinic. And they did. They didn't want to hear about dingers anymore. And the two pitchers combined to allow only 10 hits in the entire game. Just shocking after the slugfest the game before. Guzman was a standout in his performance, but sadly for Jays fans, Schilling was just a bit better. More than just a bit. He shut out the Jays for only the second time all year. Think about that for a minute. 162 regular season games, plus the playoffs, and the Jays have been shut out one time, and then this is the second time. A complete game shutout, and the Phillies, when they needed a victory, they turned to their ace, and he delivered. The series is now 3-2, and they were headed back to the Sky Dome. It's now the Rogers Center. Game 6 was a rematch of the Game 2 starters. This time, the Jays got out to a 3-0 lead quick. Right after the first, things were looking good for a repeat. Uh, They were looking good pretty well through six innings, actually. 5-1 Blue Jays. And feeling like they had the game in hand going into the top of the seventh, Dave Stewart stays in. After a walk and a single, Lenny Dykstra came to the plate and hit a massive home run, knocking Stewart out of the game. Mariano Duncan followed uh, up in where you could probably sense the wheels might be coming off this thing. He stole second after a single and scored on a Dave Holland's RBI. The game that was never in doubt was suddenly tied. And the inning wasn't even over. A walk and a single loaded the bases. And a sack five from Peter Incaviglia. I'm so sorry, Peter. Incaviglia gave the Phillies a 6-5 lead. That was an awful butcher, Peter. I'm so sorry. In the eighth inning, the Jays tried to get back to even. A few ground outs, a few hip hip batsmen, and we're down to the ninth inning. The one plus of starting off the ninth inning was, of course, Ricky Henderson was leading off. Now, the, the Phillies brought in their closer, Mitch Williams. Now, Mitch had the nickname Wild Thing, and it was not from his hair. He was a little erratic around the plate. Williams walked Ricky Henderson on four straight pitches. And in an attempt to slow down the notoriously fast Henderson, Williams introduced a little slide step. Now, a slide step is when you uh, move your foot outward uh, before 
making your move toward the plate. So you're losing a bit of the momentum toward the plate, losing some of your momentum. And unfortunately, it also means you probably lose a little bit of velocity. Uh, I should also note that this was the first time that Williams had a slide step uh, in his career. Not just the night, his whole career. Unbelievable. Well, the good news was that uh, it, it stopped him from getting uh, the next guy on base. It was Devon White, who had a monster at bat, but ultimately flew out. Now, Anderson didn't steal, uh, and it stopped him from getting a large lead. And that slide step proved to be useful for him for a minute. But after Devon White's long at bat uh, and ultimately flying out, Paul Molitor came in and said, I think I can get this done. And in interviews after the fact, Molitor said that if not for Devon White's long at bat, his little battle up there, he would have come in and probably tried to hit a homer and 4-6-3 double play and the Phillies win the game and we go to game seven. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Molitor hits a single, Henderson goes to second. That brings up Joe Carter. Now, <laughs> I just want to be clear about this. Joe Carter, who for much of this series was unproductive, looked awful to start this at bat. It's a 2-2 count. Williams hangs. An absolute melon of a slider. And remember, the velocity's down. And at two and two, Joe Carter hit the most famous home run in Blue Jays history. And that is no disrespect to the bat flip home run from Jose Batista. And I'm going to leave you with the words of Tom Cheek because I don't want to get into a copyright fight and I'm not going to play that. I also don't want to steal his work. He does it better. A swing and a belt. Left field way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions as Joe Carter hits a three-run homer in the ninth inning. He actually says home run. And the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Thank you, Tom Cheek. Two times in history has the World Series ended on a home run. Bill Mazeroski, 1960 for the Pirates. Game 7, a little bit of extra. Had to one-up a little bit. And the other was Joe Carter. He took the Blue Jays back-to-back. Back and really putting baseball dreams in the hearts and eyes of so many Canadians, including this one. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, I'd like to thank Upbeat.io for the music for this podcast. Check out Upbeat.io and check the description if you'd like access to the music that I use in this episode. 
I'd like to thank my partner, Brianna, for always being there and supporting me through all of this. She has been incredible and I am super happy to have her uh, in my life. So thank you, babe. Uh, I'd like to thank anyone who's taken the time out of their day to listen to any one of my episodes over the last three plus years. It has been quite an adventure we've been on and I am happy to continue to do this. Just keep sharing those episodes out and let's continue to grow this thing. If there's a historic moment that you're interested in me covering for the Armchair Commentary, feel free to reach out to me on social media. You can find me at Armchair Common 2 on Twitter. Find me at Armchair Commentary on Instagram and on Facebook at Armchair Commentary. Look for the logo. You'll find me. I am right there. It has been an interesting week. I am so happy to take you on this fun walk down memory lane. Let's do it again uh, soon. Be safe. Take care.